are tuning into the Code Talkers podcast, where we talk about the book Code Talker by Joseph Bruchek. And in this episode, we'll be talking about themes, important things to discuss in the book, and what we would do or what we would see, hear, taste, or feel or smell, just a five sentence, if if we were in the book. Yeah. So, today I am your host, Joel Acevedo, with... Logan Liebman. And, yeah, let's get into this. Um, First part, what specific part are we in the book? We are currently in the book. We're in the middle of the book. It's we're, roughly about 85 to 130 in that area. Yeah. This book, at first I didn't understand it, but they were talking about military time. And it took me a little bit to catch on, but, yeah, they're using military time now. Um... Our main character, Ned, manages to get shipped out, and he's now on an island where he's currently fighting the Japanese. It's pretty... They're just pretty vague on what they do. They're just talking about what happens. It's very specific, though, and I like that, how like they're talking about like mortar shells coming in at you and bullets being thrown at them. It's pretty cool. I don't know what you think about it, but what did you yeah. get out of this... I mean, I think, because, you know, the, when they talk about how when they went there, they were actually still, even though they had a lot of superior firepower compared to the Japanese, they were still out-tacked. The, the Japanese still had better tactics and surprise attacked them. Yeah, that's right. I remember hearing that they sunk four carriers or something, and it meant a lot. They lost, like, a fifth. They only have, like, 50% of their resources from that fleet of ships. So, yeah, there's that. They're currently struggling right now to take on the Japanese, but we'll see what happens later on in the book. So far, nothing else has really happened other than them hunkering down and just defending. Yeah. They they managed to make their way up onto the beach and drive the Japanese out. And um, out of there, what they had, like, a, like maybe, what was it, like 4,000 men or something? Yeah, something like And, like, only, like, 300 of them or so were injured, and I think only, like, 70 or so died. So, better than you'd think. Yeah, and my favorite character of the book made a cameo, and it was the one white dude that he taught how to read. He's apparently with the group of men that Ned is in, and it's, I think that's funny. All right, so this actually kind of links with the what would you hear, taste, smell, or feel in this section of the book. Well, it describes it pretty well, just absolute chaos, and they're used to it. Yeah, and another thing that they would, like, you know, feels the uh, Ned talks about the main character talks about how the bugs here are like even worse than what he'd experienced back at where he used to live on the native reservations how they had like giant nasty bugs and like venomous stuff everywhere mm-hmm. they were talking about like scorpions and giant spiders and mosquitoes and how they had a thirst for blood I liked that part so that's what you would feel I guess you would hear freaking bombshells and gunfire 24 7 that's what they would mention a lot too. Taste, I wouldn't. I don't know if they really taste anything other than the freaking military food, but who knows? And smell. Well, actually, what they did talk about is how whenever they, whenever the natives wanted to get meat, rather than like going fishing like other people might on an island like this, they usually likes to hunt for like boars and like red meats and like you know like cows and stuff like that and chickens. Mm-hmm. So something they might smell. Ned describes a lot of 
like dead bodies and how it's tra traumatic to them and to other Navajos? Yeah, when they talked about it, they dug these holes in the ground so that they wouldn't get spotted by the Japanese. And anyone who wandered out of the holes at night would end up dead. And so like what would happen is, you know, guys would be, you know, like peeing in their helmets just to stay down in the holes. And then like, you know, sometimes they'd have to leave the dead bodies in the holes with them overnight. Or sometimes they, their throats would get slashed in the night by Japanese and people wouldn't know until next morning. Yeah, I don't think I would survive that much out there. <laughs> Seeing a dead body, that's just traumatic to anyone. But to Navajos, they typically try to refrain from even looking at them. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't remember what it was about, but they would... Well, because just... they think it like they think their spirit is left behind. You know, they talked about how their, their hogans or their houses or whatever they call them, the natives, whenever someone would die in their house, they would abandon that house forever and never use it again. Yeah, so... Nothing else much really happened. It's just mostly them trying to push back the Japanese and then claim their territory. But the Japanese are putting up a good fight. The natives of the island eventually came up and started talking with them. And yeah. the main character had a like a, a, like a moment with one of their chieftains where yeah. their chieftain was talking about how even though their island seems like it sucks and it's just a tiny little like island infested with venomous animals, it's still precious to him. Just like how Ned's homeland is precious to him. Yeah, home means a lot to these people. And also the Japanese would treat them like crap. It's kind of like how Christopher Columbus came. They mentioned Christopher Columbus, I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure. And how he went over to to here and slayed a bunch of Indians. But over there, it's the same thing except with Japanese and those natives. So I thought that was kind of interesting how they connected that. Um, themes. I never really caught a theme onto this, but at the beginning of the book, I caught a theme, which is treat others the way you want to be treated. And also you can learn from each other. Yeah, especially when uh, when he taught the white kid how to read. That's Yeah, that's exactly why he's my favorite character. That's basically all themes. I can't really come up with any other themes. Yeah, not right now, not when they're just pretty much just pushing onto the beach and trying to get themselves settled in. It's just all warfare and that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. So I don't think there's anything other else, anything else to talk about. I would expect sickness, but apparently that's not happening so far other than just bugs. And they mentioned malaria with the mosquitoes and how it was bad. Yeah. And they also talked about how the, Natives would always, there was, there was like a pill that they had to take, right? And then what the natives would do is they'd put it under their tongue and then go spit it out behind the tents. And then the general or whoever was leading them or whatever the rank it would be, found it and like punished them. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Another funny thing I thought in the book is, well, they were talking about humor and how some of these soldiers had humor. And I thought, I didn't think that in the military there'd be humor. I mean, other than my half-brother going to the Navy, and he said he screwed off in the Navy a lot and got away with it. I never really expected the Marines out of all of the United States military to be not so serious, especially when they're getting bombarded with warfare weapons. But that's just me.
Predictions for the next for the next section of the book. What do you think will happen? I don't want to say this, but I feel like just because of how much they're making the white kid seem like a good guy, they're gonna kill him off eventually. Like he's gonna die. I don't want to be a Debbie. Feeling. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer either. But that's what I was thinking too. They're forming a close bond. That's usually how books or movies go. The secondary character that you've grown to know and love and eventually dies, but. That's just a prediction. Who knows what will happen? Since World War II ended in a United States victory, and I know a little bit of the history between, between World War II, they eventually push the Japanese back, and then they eventually win. So I'm assuming that's what's going to happen, is eventually the Japanese will surrender, even though that's against what they think. Surrendering is apparently the worst thing they can do. Yeah, they'd rather die than surrender. Yeah, I feel like that's what's going to happen because that's what happened in the real version of World War II. But who knows? Maybe this is slightly fictional to make a good story. But that's just a prediction. Anything else? Anything else you predict? Or... Nope. I don't got anything either. Well, that's going to be the end for this episode of Code Talker Podcast. And we'll catch you next time for... When we get to four-fifths of the book, and yeah, we still don't know what we're going to talk about during that time, but we'll catch you next time.